0: Ah, so Lucas uh, is, it, is it today's special episode or was that last week last week was it was last week was
1: a little retrospective special and Carl did promise a, a more funny episode this time but we're actually you know we've decided we've got enough questions on like the docket like, it's time to Let's do, do a another QA, Q&A episode. Yeah. episode.
0: Because I said we'd drink, then I realised that we're together all weekend and drinking will probably be happening over the weekend. <laughs> yeah. So I guess we can get that out of the way first. So the people listening um, on the day this is released, or you know, the immediate um, uh, a few days afterwards, uh, the Fact mm. Fiend live event was supposed to take place on the twenty eighth of August. Due to personal reasons, that's been pushed back now to the twentieth of November. So the mm-hmm. updated link with that below, and a benefit of it being pushed back is that the price has been lowered because our deposit went down. It's further in the future. Do you know when you book a train ticket further in advance? Oh, right, okay, yeah. So our deposit got reduced, and uh, I've lowered the ticket price because of that, because I wanted to pass the savings we made on to our fans, because it didn't mm-hmm. feel right saving money on the deposit and still charging fans the same amount.
1: Yeah, that's uh, fair. Like At the end of the day, like as we've mentioned before, the, the price of the event is normally just like enough to make it happen. Like, yeah, we're not... Plus- really trying to like sit there and make it a bunch of money out of it or anything. Like that's not the point of those events. It's like, it's not Mm. a profit thing. It's a, we get enough money back that this can just exist as an event where we're not making a massive loss.
0: Yes. And, um, uh, for people who are maybe thinking of traveling down on the 28th or are in the vicinity of Sheffield, um, by way of an apology, myself, you, Nisha, and Brad are all going to be in Sheffield on the day in question from mm-hmm. 5 pm in a local bar in Sheffield called Commune, which is round the corner from the original events or where the original event was going to take place. So if there's anyone within the sound of my voice who is available from the 28th of August 2022, um, uh, come say hi, grab a beer with us. Oh, yeah. I'm just waiting now for no one to turn up so we can just, like, get real smashed. But then someone turns up at, like, 11 o'clock at night. (laughs) He's like, are you the fact fiend, guys? And we're just like, hey! Like, like, at the end of the day,
1: you guys all live in Sheffield and I had already booked my train and stuff, so, like... That's one of the reasons, It made sense to still do that, but then there was just, like, other stuff getting in the way of holding a a proper big event, but we didn't want to... For anyone that's, like, booked a hotel
0: or anything that they can't cancel, we didn't want to completely not be able to be there. Yeah, so um, if you want to contact... So if you... that. Describes you. if Either you've got like something booked already, or you're within the area. You want to come through for a beer and mm-hmm. um, uh, like contact um, either myself or I guess all the members of the channel. Which probably better to do it to me mm-hmm. uh, via social media or the Discord links, which you can find below. So I just wanted to get like that that out of the way first, because that's the, news. the other piece of uh, news is that the merch store has been updated. Oh, cool! Um, with with the uh, the classic Big Fact Energy design as well as the Yu Gi Oh stickers uh, yes. of you guys. Created by Ten Sheet Arts. So some new stickers and some new uh, T-shirt styles in the, uh, the merch store as well. Hell Both yeah. of which I'm excited about because I'm really happy that the uh, Yu-Gi-Oh! 1 came out as well as it did. And mm-hmm. If those stickers sell well, I've been in contact with the artist who said that they will come up with some new designs based on other things about the channel. So maybe we'll get like a Who is Vampire Fiend card or something <laughs> like that or a, um, uh, just a Harambe Revenger magic card or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, we'll see. That would be cool. I... um
1: I haven't actually I mentioned that I've got Ladies' Choice. I haven't actually looked for that that card yet. I did like because oh, the obviously special. there's the special Fat Fiend card in there, but I haven't
0: actually gone to look for it.
1: Yes, I've now um, got two
0: copies of Ladies' Choice because John sent me that poster which you can send me now. Or oh, you can show me, but I've seen it.
1: You've seen it, but I can at yeah. least
0: show it off for like people that might not be aware then. Yeah, um, so it's a special poster that I got delivered based on the um, promo video for it that we did.
1: Yes, so this lovely special poster, this is not a plug or anything, this is just, I mentioned it a while back and that, but yeah, yeah this yeah. is just, this is the game that we were sponsored to to play, And mm-hmm. um, but this is not like an additional plug or anything, it's just, it's nice to be involved in cool stuff. Yeah, and it's um, like, you know, a unique piece of artwork. And this, this beauty is <sighs> Carl being in bed with Richard Branson just staring at a picture of Rashid. And I didn't realise, like, it took me a second to realise that the quote at the bottom was, like, an actual quote from me with, like, the the YouTube
0: timestamp to where I said it in the stream. Yeah, it's based on, like, the yarn we spun and the story we created based on... Um, uh, have you just seen, uh, yeah, like, a drunk ultimate. Lucas being, like, oh, Carl's just Wolverine staring at a picture of, like, what have I done? And they turn it into, like, a piece of artwork. So I guess if people are curious about that, you can check out the video I'm going to mention on it like, at some point in the near future. But I wanted to mention those two bits of housekeeping first. Mm-hmm. And like I said, they, they, there's only two things I'm going to accept from like that thing happening on the 28th. It's either one person turns up right? or, yeah. or 20 people turn up. Mm-hmm. That's the only two things I'll accept. If like three or four people turn up, last month, but I want either one legendary hero who's like, fuck yeah, I'm getting pints with the Fact Fiend crew. Or like 20 people start milling around outside and like, wait, what? And I will say as well
1: for anyone that's like you know, um, would have been coming alone and now feels a bit more awkward, like just coming to have a drink with us, um, even if it is literally one person that shows up, like we're not gonna you know make you feel awkward or anything. You're not gonna be like you know the proverbial like fifth wheel, um, or anything like that. We will endeavor to try and like talk to people and stuff like that. Just yeah. don't be worried
0: and like don't show up for awesome. anything because of it. If you want us to sign anything, we're happy to do that. And then I've got a bunch of my mates who are like, I'm going to turn up and say, like, fuck's sake. Because <laughs> there was a mate of mine like, he said, oh, you're free this week. I'm I'm actually quite busy because I'm doing like meetings with the crew. He's like, mm-hmm. oh yeah, meetings. Like, no, seriously, I, I run a business, mate. I've got shit to fucking do. Yeah, yeah. Oh uh, yeah, we enjoy our job. But we've got stuff to do. Speaking of which, what is it we're doing today? And one on for that.
1: Um, well, first, I just want to mention-
0: Who uh, gets yeah, more plugs? No.
1: Well, oh? kind of, but not for any kind- of our shit. Ah, football. Why was was this? We're not going to be sensible. This is a plug for Destiny Two. People, get back in (laughs) it.
0: Play Destiny (laughs) Two. I
1: just want to mention because, like, goddamn, they showed off the uh, the Destiny Two Lightfall preview and the new like season preview. No, and the Fortnite um, thing, yeah. Yesterday, and like the the Epic Games crossovers, the Fortnite, and the one I'm more so excited about, the Fall Guys crossover.
0: Yeah, because the little
1: beans have all got Destiny
0: armor. It's like, yeah. How fucking flaccid is that announcement coming right on the, like, the heels of the Goku announcement? See, to me it's not,
1: but like, yeah, when the, no like, one's going to the sign biggest in, so. Fortnite crossover in the world has happened, Like, and the event is still happening, mm-hmm. and they're like, how about this Destiny event, though? And it's like, for a smaller portion of people, that's like, oh, that's really cool, but yeah. I can also go play Destiny. Also, like, the that's Fortnite the thing, isn't it? armor in Destiny
0: looks way cooler than the destiny armor in fortnite Mm -hmm. and it's also that thing of um if you are a fan of destiny you're probably not going to be playing much fortnite well they
1: recreated a pvp map from destiny and you can play like the control game type in like fortnite which is really impressive it is at the same time like destiny 2 plays so much better that i could go play that map and that game mode in Destiny and have way more fun. But it's it's a really, really, like, cool, well-done crossover, but it's just it's a shame
0: with the timing of it, like, being in yeah. the middle of the fucking Dragon Ball event. I guess as well, like, the hope for you is that people go, Well, this Destiny thing looks fun, let's go check it out. Oh, it's free to download, let's give this yeah. a few goes.
1: And, like, it's
0: weird that they've given people
1: a week, but right now, until, like, next Tuesday... Every expansion is free to play, so like, that's good. Like, I appreciate is, when games do that. Just like, here's a week. Go play through all the story as much as you can right now. Like, or even if it's just go play the most recent campaign, which was like a much better campaign. And go a some multiplayer. Go play some or PvP. Even, but you can do that anyway. Whereas like Why the story that? expansions, PvP is always free. PvP is always free, but the story expansions are not normally. So like those campaigns, you normally have to pay
0: to play. I was not aware of that. That's pretty good. Because that's the I'm. As much as I do love video games, I'm really behind on video game news. Mm, yeah. So
1: well, I don't
0: really I play like the five video games that I like playing. <laughs> and I've recently as well found myself being really unable to um have games that hold my attention. Mm-hmm. That's fair. When yeah. I was I booted up, I think like that Tom Clancy's Wildlands or something was put onto Game Pass and I played it for oh, like twenty minutes yes. and went Went to the first bit and went, I don't... And I just looked and it's a Ubisoft map and I looked at the map with like a million different points of interest on it and went, I don't even care. I literally
1: did the same thing when Far Cry 5 came to Game Pass like a few weeks ago. Just like did like a mission or two and just look at it all and it's like, go to these towers to unlock the icons to go to the million icons. And I'm like, yeah, I'm just going
0: to go play Destiny. I've got enough checklisting to do in Destiny as it is. Because I just looked at it and went, I'm already... I keep... Booting up games like that in the hopes that because I adore that you know that lizard brain part of my mind that's like okay make the thing make the number go up yeah but as of yet I'm still burned out on it so I do Mm -hmm. check every now and again so the same reason that every now and again I like boot up Skyrim or something and see like am I am I ready to do another playthrough of Skyrim No I'm bored after an hour okay literally did
1: the same thing again I like I downloaded like the Second Life mod where it like starts you out and I was like. Cool. Okay, so I'll be like a dark elf. I'll start myself out as like on this vampire quest where you wake up as like a new, newly like formed vampire mm-hmm. and downloaded like some mods to make the vampire skill tree more interesting and stuff. And then like I had one just glitch with one of the mods where like it removed my vampire perks for a minute. And then like it was trying to figure out how to get them back. And I, was, I just I can't be arsed and just turned it off and didn't think about it again.
0: Yeah, I'll tell you what game though I did because I was just earlier today because I'd finished all my work and it was like an hour before I had to call you. It's like, what am I going to do for an hour? I boot up Burnout. Oh, yeah. And, I, and that's the thing. I boot up Burnout and went, normally I have, to, I have to screen it up. I think a lot of people two screen it these days. Yes, yeah. Whereas like, you know, you have like a, a podcast or a YouTube video or a Netflix show just in the background. And when Burnout came on, I was like, hang on, shut the laptop, lean forward, <laughs> let's play some Burnout. Cause those races are real good. Really fun. They are,
1: but not still really good fun. And yeah. um yeah, a friend cult of mine of the, I to play Lam, with. Uh, cult of the has been holding my attention. Like, I've seen that. Yes, it's been good like, fun. But Destiny, Carl, like fucking, but that Destiny though. The reason I want to talk about Destiny is specifically because like they announced a new subclass. Yes. So like, it was, the was the a new subclass in, too in Destiny? Like, you've got your three classes. So you got your, your your warlock, titan. And a hunter, which is like you know, your wizard, your tank, and your ma- uh, your rogue, yes, um, or like your mage, tank, and rogue. Sorry, um, but like each of them have like the subclasses where you have the solar element, the arc element, the void element, and the stasis and the element. One. Yeah, the oh, ice uh, one. Yeah, stasis, stasis or ice. Yes. Um, what's the new one then? Released a new one. Well, they're releasing a new one next expansion in February called Strand. What strand Strand is kind of like the idea where it's like they say that you know, there's kind of like these gravitational forces all around you and they've learnt how to like pull like the strings of these forces together. Would that not um, be void?
0: So void powers no, are like no, dark no.
1: gravity powers, right? It's kinda of, kind of gravity powers with void, but yeah, like it's hard to explain. They do a much better job, but like basically it's like string powers like dark string powers and like you can like string your enemies up into the air to hold them in place and stuff okay but the real exciting part is that that subclass no matter which class you pick is getting a grappling hook okay so that's the best class in the game then. yeah and i was so like t- t- titanfall well, i'm not gonna play any other class then <laughs> that's <laughs> like... the best class in the game so originally Unless he's a bad out... grappling hook no, it, it was looks a bad like it looks up. like a fun one. You can use it anywhere. It doesn't need to even hit anything because of the way the powers work. You can just grapple into air, just so like Spider-Man like... Two on the PS2, it, and just like or Monster Hunter with the uh, the wire bugs. Yeah, like the just, like, wire bugs.
0: Yeah, just shoot the straight thing. into the air and grapple anything. Like holy shit, um, that's, that's actually sound they... rad. I might pick up Destiny <laughs> <laughs> if that's the thing because there is like so much space in my heart for Titanfall. But mm-hmm. Every time I boot up Titanfall it's broken and it doesn't work. Yeah. And it's just, I try, I'll play a couple games and I'm like, I'm sorry, Titanfall. I'll come back and, like Joe, I said we're <laughs> yeah. starting, like, a couple more months, try it again, still broken. It will probably just stay that way, unfortunately, but... Um... And before anyone says it, I'm not fucking playing Apex. I don't care. The only thing that attracts me to Titanfall is the movement, mm-hmm. the moment's moment gunplay, and the Titans. None of which are in Apex. I mean, the movement is a bit... But like it is it's, a bit, but it's not, the moment to moment gameplay is much more. It's like slow paced going yeah. around
1: like, you know, you there are tight, like fast gunplay moments, but a lot of that is, you know, spattered between moments of going around the map trying to find yeah. loot, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. And Apex is really frenetic. fun, but like yeah, it's, it's not, not for frenetics a good way to put it, it's not as like just fast paced ball still right. action as
0: Titanfall 2 constantly is. It's the difference of like for me, it's the difference between Battlefield. Or, I was gonna say Battlefront and Battlefield. Same Battlefield and Call of Duty. I know mm-hmm. Battlefield is the better game,
1: depending on which one you play. Depending it's on a which bit, one, a bit but,
0: dodgy lately, yeah. But Call of Duty, I can get into a game in thirty seconds. Mm-hmm. and I'm shooting the gun within thirty seconds,
1: and you're constantly in combat. Yeah, like Battlefield, you can spend a minute running across a map to get to a spot you want to get shot. Wait the 20 second respawn or whatever, spend another 90 seconds trying to run to yep. a different spot, get immediately killed. It's like, I again, I totally understand. Like, Battlefield's great, I don't really play either of those games, but like, I, still I can understand that they're very different games and very different appeals, and that's similar to yeah, mm-hmm. Apex and Titanfall. But, um, the Grout that's the... one of the things I always gets told about like, when I say, Oh, I miss Titanfall, play Apex, I don't care, mm-hmm. they're different games. Mm-hmm. And I can respect that, because even at one point I was like, oh, I enjoy a bit of Apex, you want to like, play some, and you're like, it's not for me.
0: So fair. It's not my cup of tea, as I drink a cup of tea. But what's more, <laughs> going tell me more about these strand well, powers. Can you Spider-Man even, it? Sorry? It's like a Spider-Man moment, of like, do 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 can you web shoot
1: well, it? Well, that thing is, I, I presume there's going to be a cooldown on the grappling up. They've only really shown you using it, like, once at a time. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, you can, like, swing through the air in it. The coolest moment that got me very excited, though, is that one of the strikes has, like, trains running past, and they oh. grappled onto the train, and we're like, whoa! And I'm like, oh, man, does that mean, like, you can get your own Sparrow vehicle out and get, like, your teammate
0: to grapple onto your Sparrow and shit? It's oh, like, oh, and then, like, whip them right yeah. fly- like That's the thing as well. When grappling hooks are momentum-based and react to the physics of the world, as mm-hmm. opposed to being, like you said, like the Spider-Man thing, or just, not Spider-Man, the more recent ones, but the ones like, PS2 and stuff where you just go, duh. And obviously Spider-Man, movement. Spider-Man
1: 2 on PS2 was momentum-based, but a lot of them weren't mm. back then. Yeah. Um, a lot of them were just kind of like, spe- like you know, just you'd go to a single
0: point, random point in the air that you can't see and then just go. And you have, and you didn't so much have like, you'd web swing, but you just like one set motion through mm-hmm. the air based on where you were. Whereas like, yeah, that's why Titanfall is so fun because of like the whole thing of like, Oh, if you get it right through a window and then you slide through the window and yeah. you crouch down and slide and you jump out and then you crouch jump through the window land on the back of a titan it's, and, oh, it's so clean like yeah the
1: idea that just one it's one thing to be like there's a grappling hook second of all you can use it in midair because you know it's destiny magical powers whatever like mm-hmm. just whatever you need to do to write off the fact that you can't only hit walls like it's cool if you can just grapple through the air and then the fact as well like Oh, you can interact with like physics objects, like that's when it starts getting exciting. of like, oh, can can we attach it to vehicles? Like, fuck yes, yeah, yeah. And that's when I was like, oh no, I'm never playing a different type of yeah. class in Destiny anymore. Like, they literally said as well, it started out as a hunter only ability because hunters are like the agile rogues, and, and they were like, like, we like, can't, we do, can't this. do this. This is not going to be fair on any other, like on. People are just
0: abandoned Titan and Warlock. They'd be just hunters. Yeah. It's like uh, they did that with Titanfall, though, where every single piece of pre-release material for Titanfall 2 showcased the grapple hook right. to the point where I assumed it must just be a core part of the moveset, and it's not. Mm. It's only it's specific one of, to,
1: like... Because it, it's one of, like, your, like, you know,
0: action moves, isn't it? Yeah, and you can choose, like, to throw down a shield wall, turn invisible, run a little bit faster, or teleport... And I still get baffled when I see people picking like the tele- like the Turn Invisible one in a mm. game where you can just see everyone from a mile away. Yeah. Because the one that I
1: didn't mind, I think they have a similar thing in Titanfall is like the decoy. Like the Halo
0: decoy, yeah. don't the, they have something similar to that? That one is really underutilised, which is why it's one of my favourites. Mm. Of like some levels where you can't really grab a hook quite well. The decoy is hilarious. Like you throw a decoy through a a door, someone goes up to try and gunbutt it, and then you gunbutt them, and it always works because no one else uses it. Yeah, yeah, because that's it's a really good pick ability. That's
1: what, I've, I, like, never used it very much, but I did, like, have a brief little thing in the back of my head, like, I'm pretty sure I used that a little bit in Titanfall, and, like, people always fell for it because no one uses it. like...
0: Yeah, it's not a popular
1: ability, and therefore it actually is quite useful. And you can do stuff as well where, um, similar to Halo, where you don't just send them walking straight down a corridor... You like, you know, do something like make them walk off of an object, or like, you know, anything that might interact with something else that is not just going to send them walking into a wall. Because Halo, you'd always just send them into man cannons, and people would be like, "No, decoy is going to be using a like a man cannon," so they'd make Mm -hmm. sure that's definitely a player I'm going to go for them.
0: Yeah, Uh, and it just it continues whatever action you're currently doing. So the best thing to do is to initiate a slide. Activate your hologram so you've like holograms like mm. woo, like a footballer celebrating. <laughs> then immediately stand up, and as people go to kill it, just kill them. It's great. Yeah. I might, I might have to boot up Titanfall now. Might
1: have to boot it up and play some. But anyway, um, yes. we can get to some questions. And I guess, like,
0: yes. Oh, God. Where do people send these questions,
1: Lucas? Uh, they can send questions to QA at gmail.com. The link, or oh, not the link, the email is also in the description of yeah. this podcast. One of many links can be found below, and um, I'm now I've like I've got my, you know, all rings. the ones that I've starred in my box. But then I'm like, now people, please subject your, type, your like your emails properly. Yeah, because a lot Apparently of them are counts. just like either podcast question or no subject. I'm like, oh, this doesn't help me go through yeah.
0: them very quickly because I'm like. There was one talking about gaming, this one. Yes, it's uh, emails are quite different because I have to answer like 30, 40 emails a day. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing more frustrating than when I get like a, a no subject line business inquiry of like, I would like to make a business proposition and I've got to email them back saying, what is it? Mm-hmm. And they give me like, and it's just like extracting blood from a stone. And they like, give me the basic ideas. Okay, and how much do you want to pay for this? Or what do you want us to do in this? And it's like, just pro tip, just send it all in one email. Yeah. Doesn't matter. Like, if you send a big, long-worded email for a business proposition, but it's got all the information that I want to need in there, that's great.
1: Yeah, and like, that's the thing is, for a question, all I need is a for it to be a question. And like, you can send feedback if it's important, but don't just send like, here's what I thought an answer to a question should be. Oh, you suck ass. Uh, we don't get those. We get nice people, fortunately. Do we? Yeah. Generally, we don't get bad feedback or anything. Like. We get people Ge- with like constructive feedback, or normally a lot of them are just like. Here's what I think, like, someone just sending in their answer to a question they wanted to talk about. I'm like, okay, but yeah, if you could just, like, you know, put the the base subject of what your question is so it's easy That'd to find. Helpful. That would be very nice, because the fucking Gmail thing, I can't even, like, open things in tabs to keep tabs on things and stuff. It's annoying. Lucas has too many tabs confirmed. He's a tab warrior. I'm not. That's that's why I'm getting overwhelmed by this situation. So I'm like, I'm not a tab warrior, and now I'm, like,
0: confused. But, many um, many tabs.
1: This one is from oh, Scott.
0: Okay, Scar? Scott. Sky? Scott. Oh wow! Well, I thought it was like a nickname. Scar. Sky. Scott. No, I, think, I just okay. didn't S C O
1: T T very
0: well. Scott. Scotty. Um,
1: it says hello, Colin Lucas. Love the podcast hello. and the content you create. Thank you very much. Thank you. Uh, my question for you is: There any particular gaming pet peeves that stand out for you? For example, one thing that annoys them is playing an action game and you walk into a large circular area with no furniture and notable features. And then it's like, oh, yeah, clearly, like, this is a combat circle and it breaks the emotion very quickly. Thanks for the content you two create, Scott.
0: Uh, Well, one recently that frustrates me is the inability to both skip and pause cutscenes. Mm. Because I've been playing, like, I've been going through my backlog recently and, like, the inability to pause a cutscene. Or, ultimately, when you press pause, thinking you can pause a cutscene and it skips the cutscene and then you have no option to go back and watch the cutscene again.
1: Yeah, when it's like, you press the button. Like, if you want to do the skip, either make it a hold to skip or make it a press pause to then press skip. Yeah. Don't, like, give yeah. people some warning that they're about to skip a
0: fucking story moment. Yeah, so um I would appreciate that. That'd be quite useful. That's, like, a mm-hmm. pet peeve of mine. Like I said, I played that, um like... Tom Clancy's Wildlands earlier. Mm-hmm. And it's, oh, a cutscene. So I'm going to go get a cup of tea because like, I want to see what this cutscene says. So I hit pause, skip the cutscene. <laughs> yeah. And it just put me right into the mission, like second one. I'm like, what the fuck is this? Yeah. Like, I have no idea what I'm supposed to be doing. Oh, shoot people?
1: Okay. Um, one thing since we've been talking about Destiny, one thing that mm-hmm. Destiny did do to just fuck up gaming in general. Destiny makes mistakes. Um, yeah. Almost like I can... Um, I- I mean, Destiny fans know that Destiny fans are the ones with the biggest criticisms Luke's, about Destiny. Are you saying that you can criticise something that you enjoy and still enjoy it? No, no, I'm bad to say that Destiny's the worst game ever and I hate it, Carl. Okay. That's, what, like, that's you, I,
0: clearly what I'm saying. If you have a nuanced opinion about a subject? <laughs> this is an alien concept to me as a man on the internet. It's strange. Yes. But yeah. I, yeah. I'm, I'm being facetious, yes. What, what, of course. What it Destiny does? So, Destiny...
1: Ruined many menus because of the fucking cursor. Oh, that yeah. like it, it, slow moving Destiny cursor, where it's press like, to hold, press to hold, to hold everything. And like, just let me scroll. Let let me just scroll, or any, just like, please give me an option at least. Yeah. it's like that was a PC like menu that got created for what at the
0: time was a console exclusive game. It's Destiny yeah. One didn't have a PC version. But I remember, like, yeah, trying to use that. And it's like, and it doesn't as well have a uniform speed because obviously it needs to have the, the fine movement. Mm-hmm. So if you like, so initially it goes quite slow and then it speeds up and then you overshoot it. Mm-hmm. Then you've got to scroll back down. Then it speeds up again and goes past the other thing. It's like, just let me scroll.
1: And then sometimes you'll scroll. get it where, like, there'll be a bit of lag in the menu. So then, like, it goes too far it forward. It goes un- like, uh, 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 and like, oh, God, it's annoying. It's very, it's very the annoying. That's the um,
0: gaming equivalent of when Windows went from like Windows 8 to Windows 10, and they assumed that everyone had touchscreens. So anyone's ever oh, wondered why yeah. the Windows 10 become just like all squares? It went from like you know a nice clean, um, uh, you know, clickable menu to mm-hmm. everything is just big, obnoxious squares. It's because everyone internally at Microsoft used touchscreens, yeah. and Windows 10 was built with touchscreens in mind. And they didn't anticipate that the average consumer did not have a touchscreen, or if they did have a touchscreen, would not want to use it for like you know all the time. It feels like that if it said that it was made for PCs. Mm -hmm. Or with PCs in mind, or maybe it was like, you know, the dev kits or when they were building it on PC. I mean, never thought, how does this work on a controller?
1: Yeah, it's it's just bizarre. And the fact that, like, we've never really had, like, an overhaul. We've had touch-ups to the UI, but we've never had an overhaul. And they showed off some of the new, like, menu systems they're putting in now, and they are clearly going away from that style, but they're also, like they're burdened by the decision they made with that like seven years
0: just ago. Just go back. You can scroll go back. Mm-hmm. Like, just let me scroll. It's so easy. Just... Like so and many... Give me a, a, give me a nice sound effect as well. A so nice many. sound effect every time you press down
1: the button. Well, I mean, I think a great example of that is just like Final Fantasy menu noises. Yeah. Boop, boop, boop. Like, every little... time I, I miss yeah. it. Final Fantasy like has iconic menu noises. Yeah, and I, I hope they never get rid of it. Same with Smash, I'm like, Smash Bros, just, just whenever yep. you press something, there's like the and there's like the clash every time you select something. You might not even notice that there is, but like you'll yep. go to like the Smash and you press A and it'll be like
0: chhh, okay. and, and, again, and Smash menu. Bros, they do use that like, you know, cursor thing, but they've got a character select screen of like 64 things. If you had to individually manually scroll through them, that'd take all day. I mean... There's a time it, and a place for it, but like, you can go through its the menus, is- just swishing between them.
1: Most menus in that game are just scroll between each option. They're not with a cursor. But when the time yeah. is needed where a cursor is more useful, then they move to the cursor. It's just, all we're saying
0: is just more games need to rip off Smash Bros. I mean, in terms of menus, god damn yeah. What have you seen? Um, Sakurai has started a YouTube channel. Yes! Exactly. About that, he's going to be talking about game design. And I, I'm wondering how many actual game designers are going to be watching that. like, oh, Okay, yeah, that's is gonna be that so man cool. A, if they can like, do no, that right, like, because a wealth of insight. Yeah. His
1: like forty minute demo on banjo kazooie's design in Smash Bros. Like that shit is like enthralling. Like even when it's characters I don't care about, just the level of polish and detail and care that they clearly put in. And it's not just Sakurai, but like you know, obviously he's a, a high up person and he he keeps his fingers in many pies in terms of like directing that game.
0: He's very hands on. From the sounds mm-hmm, of and it, his, and his leadership as well. Of like, while he doesn't do everything, his leadership is you know informs mm-hmm. the level of care that his crew puts in. Yeah, for sure. And him being very hands on and caring about this stuff means that his team does as well. But yeah, that's a, that's one that pisses me off of like just bad menuing in general. Yeah, my inability like, and as well not like not having full customization options for things like sound, but like turn down the music for example when we're streaming. It's not rough else, when I'm subtitles like
1: older games and just yeah there's no subtitle options there's no audio options like even going i'm currently been streaming like bayonetta on the switch and wind waker hd on the wii u and they're games from the like the last decade and neither of them have any audio options from bayonetta as well as a game with music in it i think no no sorry bayonetta did but it was like very poor like it's just no did like, have subtitles that, it. that was what we tried like, to find the subtitles were awful and stuff like yeah um, but yeah, there's just so many, so many, like, options now that we have with games where I'm like, thank God, like, just going to, like, you know, I mentioned Cult Lamb. Lamp, I've also been streaming that, and, like, mm-hmm. um, that has, like, you know, subtitles, subtitle size, text size, um, subtitle screen core. shake, rumble,
0: um, do you want flashing lights on or off? Yeah, like, uh, just, yeah. there's never been a game that has been ruined by having too many options. Mm-hmm. Because that's the thing, you can ignore if you've got too many options, but not having enough. Yeah. Um, it's like video gaming equivalent of insurance, of like, no one's going to notice that you don't have it until you need it.
1: Yes, yeah. Well, we'll move on. Thank you for the question, and yeah, um, I think I'm pronouncing this name right. Kiri? Okay. Kiri, I think yeah. it is. Um, give me a, a clue about its spell, I'll give it a go, and uh, I'll pronounce it way worse. See if C- you're better. I-A-R-Y. Kira, I a r y, Kira, think no, it's with I y. It might be it. I don't yeah. know. Anyway, you can you can write back in and let us know how to phrase yeah, it. Us I now. apologize. Um, it's, this question says, "Hello, Lucas and Carl, what Hello. are each of your thoughts on the concept of the personal brand?" You've both mentioned it throughout this. the years. Have we done this one? I
0: think we've been asked this one.
1: Maybe maybe I've just like gone too far down the list.
0: Maybe continue the question. I'll, cause we've been asked about like you know the idea of yes. the personal brand reform. we had like a twenty thirty minute discussion on it, I believe, in the um, last QA episode. Maybe,
1: yeah. No, sorry, it was that was an old one. That's Kiri. At we the scrolled bottom. too far down. I've scrolled too far down. I haven't deleted
0: the old. We scrolled. Ones. Um, Did you scroll as well? Like with a cursor, and it went. whoa! You yeah, accidentally yeah. went too far. Over. So it went too
1: far. Um. There's a similar kind of question, though, that we can talk about here. Uh, okay. So this is not personal brands. This is about our personalities.
0: Personalities, okay. I've got one of those. Um, I, I try.
1: But um, This just says, Hi, Five Fiend team. One thing I've always wanted to ask is, how did you guys become so secure in your personalities? I've always admired this about you guys and wondered if you have any tips. Love the content. and hope you guys have a great day. Kind regards, Ben. Hmm. And I think we get similar questions to this every now and then of, like, kind of, we've been asked and answered before like about, like, confidence, mm -hmm. Um, and I think, like, you know, this – I guess it's, like, different enough. Like, confidence is a a different thing than, like, being secure in yourself, I'd say.
0: Yeah, and a personality is – And they overlap, of course. Yeah, there's overlap between them, but, like, a personality is distinct from having confidence, but you can't have confidence without having a distinct personality, and I, I, it's a difficult question to answer. Like, can you just tell me the wording again? I'm going to try.
1: Uh, it's how did you guys become so secure in your personalities?
0: Okay, so how became secure in my personality? More than anything, it's just um, I surrounded myself with people who shared elements of that personality. And over the years, it's sort of something I've only just started very recently doing. When mm. um, I was taking steps to um, uh, safeguard my mental health is um, asking myself, Joe, you know you're talking with like, you know, Friends and people like acquaintances and stuff, mm-hmm. do they build you up or do they tear you down? And there's a couple yeah. of people that I noticed in my life who, when I brought up elements of my personality, so I you know liking video games mm-hmm. things like they make fun of me for that and it's like why are they doing that? Why are they attacking a part of my personality just seemingly out of the blue yeah like for presumably because of an insecurity that they have, I don't need to that energy in my life. I should probably like you know either address that or cut that person out because I don't need it.
1: Yeah, for sure. I've um I've had a similar thing over the past couple of years as well of like, um you know I, I'm my levels of like um you know confidence and anxiety and stuff they 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 waver from time to time mm-hmm. like they'll go up and down, and I say like just kind of realizing that oh well. I actually feel better about myself when I hang around with these friends than when I've been hanging around with these friends who make me feel more insecure because, like, as you say, they'll bring me down or make little sly comments about stuff. And I'm like, well, I don't want to be around those people anymore. Yeah. Or as you say, or have a conversation with those people and be like, look, like, behaving like this is making me feel uncomfortable. Can you please, you know, Make an attempt at least to start.
0: Yeah. yeah, So it's a difficult thing to do, but um, yeah, that's how you become secure in your personality. Plus, as well, it all just comes down to um, what your personality is based on, mm-hmm. and you know that's the link between confidence and having it. Is like, are you confident in yourself to express that about yourself? Like, you know, um, uh, something that I like, you know, liking video games. It seems like you know, quite immature to some mm-hmm. people, but to be able to express that. So like I was um, uh, when I went on. To America with a friend of mine. I had a lot of people comment on my tattoo and just like, oh, it's based on video games. And that friend is like, oh, he's such a nerd. I'm like, yeah, I am.
1: Yeah.
0: And the other people did in response. They go, wow, that's really cool. Mm-hmm. What video game? I used to like those kind of games as a kid, and that's what it was. And that's
1: kind of like I think that's a, a like an answer to both being more secure in yourself and being more confident in yourself. It's just like, mm-hmm. um, yeah, like really even if you're not confident, like trying to be proactive about being proud of who you are and pr- like being confident in who you are, like even if you're like, you know, doing like the fake it to make it like me and Carl have talked about in the past. Oh yeah. Fake it um, to make it. It's great advice. Of, like, just, yeah, I've noticed that over the years a great way for people to like react better to who I am is to play it off like it's something to be proud of, or something to not care about. Like, yeah. I um, I recently went to um, a wedding with like a lot of Janice's family there and stuff, and like, some one person mentioned like, oh, why have you got like makeup on and like your nails polished and stuff? And I was like, oh, cause that's just the way I'm. Enjoy it. Like, all right, okay, yeah, yeah, that's cool. And like, yeah, like it went from like that. Ooh, I'm a bit wary of you because you don't like you You know fit my kind of norms like yeah yeah you're different and you know it's one of those things of i deal with it a lot because of like my hair and nails and stuff it's like it's stuff that's very easy to notice that like i get a lot of comments about Mm -hmm. and the moment i started just being like instead of the answer is like oh yeah you know i kind of like yeah i know it's a bit weird but like you know it's something i want to do is. At the moment, my response became just like, well, that's why I enjoy. Just deal with it or move away. Like, yeah. And you just, like, normally the the case will be that I feel more confident in myself because of responding that way. And normally they respond better rather than, like, seeing that I think it's, like, you know, weird or different or strange or, like, anything like that. They'll see, I don't know, you just see it as, like, a, normal enjoyable thing to do okay look that's good let's move on
0: yeah that's
1: all it takes but it's uh it's
0: difficult to say because you know it's something i've done instinctually and it's hard to describe the process of something that you do instinctually without thinking yes yeah and it's only been very recently that i've actually taken steps to actively and mm. um, uh, like you know foster that part of i buy um uh, addressing outside sources that would otherwise make me feel worse about myself and that is something that required me, like you know, reading a lot up on mental health and how to approach conversations with people, um, in a way that's like you no know, more than superficial. Yeah. So that requires some, like, you know, active work on my part to do.
1: Yeah, for sure. And um, it is one of those things of, like, it sounds weird being like, oh, look up things about mental health and stuff, but like, yeah, I definitely would agree with that. Be wary of where you look though, because Carl was recently on a fresh YouTube account and yeah, quickly got put into like a section of YouTube that was like, here's how to become a psychopath murderer. And they were framing yeah. it as like, here's how to become a confident man with like fucking, um, what is it? Thomas Shelby on the thumbnail of like, Oh yeah, like, that psychopath who murders people all the time and hates his family. Right. Yeah. Okay. Great yeah. role
0: model. That's the problem there as well, where I like, asking someone about how do I be more myself is like a, a seemingly innocent question that can send you down a very dark and um, dangerous rabbit hole on the on the internet.
1: So be very wary. I will say that, like, I would I would definitely like try to look up, um, you know, things from people that might have degrees and shit like that, and
0: and I, not Jordan Peterson. I don't know who that is, but yes, sure. he's that the guy who like talks about Ben Shapiro and stuff like. He's the oh, guy who right, tells okay. people like you know. Um, to hate women. Avoid and Andrew off. Tate is what I'd say as well. We, it's really easy now because he's banned off everything. So oh yeah, right, okay. <laughs> <hate>. <laughs> I haven't seen that. Like, just I I can't believe that guy literally made something called Hustlers University that charged you to click on it, and all it is is a link to his Discord, and it tells you to share his clips on TikTok.
1: It's it's literally a lesson in how to get hustled.
0: Yeah, like you are paying him to do his advertising for him, and guess what? People that's, felt, that's a people lesson in read. hustling, Carl. But that's the thing of like, there's nothing, there's nobody that's easy to manipulate than insecure men. Mm -hmm. If that happens to describe you, um, think about like when people are telling you certain things, like what are they trying to get out of you? Because right now, all me and Lucas want is for more people to be themselves and feel comfortable doing that. Yeah. We don't want money from you. We don't want you to, um, uh, you know, change your outlook to be in line with ours. We don't want you to harass or hate minorities and women. Yeah. Come out of your shell and be proud of who you are. 100%.
1: That's a very good way. So we,
0: I hate that we have to clarify that every time. No, yeah. When we say, like, "Oh we yeah, do. look up," reeks if you Google, I've tried it. Like I said we had a potential idea for a fact theme video, which is going to be boot up a fresh copy of YouTube mm. on like a fresh install of Chrome, and it is depressing because all it is is stuff aimed at like insecure men of like how to be a serial, basically just like an incel breeding ground. Yeah, of like the pipeline to become a mass fucking shooter. Mm-hmm.
1: It's bad. It's real bad. So, yeah, we uh, We like to suggest that people, you know, do some research, but be very careful.
0: Yeah, it's always but, that thing of, like, just ask yourself when someone's giving you advice, like, would Bob Ross do this thing? Would Steve Irwin do this thing? And, and ask if the yourself is no. as
1: well, is the character that they're putting in a thumbnail someone who's murdered people on screen. <laughs> if they are, they're probably not a good video to follow. Like. The thing is, though,
0: serial killers are confident. Actually, no, they're not, because near enough all research has shown that serial killers are cripplingly um, uh, insecure. However,
1: a lot of them are very good at, like, pretending to be confident. Yeah. Like, they are con men a lot of the time. Um,
0: no, they're confidence men.
1: What? Oh, is it? It's Ted Bundy, isn't it? The one who was like, yeah. apparently, super like charming and stuff like that, and and um, came across as just this like really nice, handsome, charming dude that you could totally trust. He like well, that's the thing. Is, like, he wasn't even that up. handsome. No, he wasn't.
0: But like people said, he Thought was he a was, very yeah.
1: handsome man because of the way he carried himself and the way he talked. Like,
0: yeah, there's a there's a great quote from not great, but it's an interesting one from one of the people who's trying to track him down. Like, one of the reasons it was so hard to catch Ted Bundy. She's so fucking normal looking. Mm, yeah. Every description is average guy, average build, average height, brown hair, brown eyes, somewhat put together. Mid thirty like, you know, yeah. mid twenties to thirties. That's, that's like every well, like,
1: guy. Because he made he he groomed himself enough to look like, you know, like a safe guy to be with. Yeah. Um because, you know, even now there's like People who don't trust men with beards and stuff like that, or men with like more unkempt hair and things. Um. So apparently, I'm just not trustworthy. Am I. <laughs> but like, I'm too tall. Yeah, that's thing is, he just looked very normal. He didn't look overly noticeable. He didn't dress overly noticeably, and like, blended all, in. That's the kind of thing where you'd be like, you you'll see one of those fucking YouTube videos of like. How to charm a woman? It's just like Ted Bundy in the thumbnail, and you're like, fucking avoid that
0: shit, okay? To be fair though, he did. Ch- if you want to learn how to charm a woman, that is one way to do it. But I'd say the like, there's plenty of other that people want. that you could copy from that aren't serial killers, though. You mean like, um, uh, like, you no, know, Thomas Shelby from Peaky Blinders? Who like what was their thing? Like stabbing
1: people in the eyes or something? Oh no, like cutting their they eyelids razor off blades.
0: Yeah, uh, the Peaky Blinds were names. So they hit razor blades in their hats and they would hit them with the peak of their hats and blind people with them. And that's a, a male figure men online seem to want to base themselves on or model their personality after. Or like Brad Pitt in Fight Club. And again, like, like a, a literal I, I terrorist. I think a lot
1: of them are like, well, those two characters are like Patrick Bateman in um, American Psycho. Literally, is in the word psycho. Americans, yeah, but um, yeah, it's like oh, but the actors are very like handsome, charming men that like it's like oh, because Killian Murphy is like this really like you know nice looking man with the cheekbones of like that could literally blind someone. The cheekbones are the razor blades, but.
0: those those powerful you know he's got a a very
1: very like iconic look he's a very charming person a very like striking man Mm. and people look at that and go oh i want to be thomas shelby it's like no you don't you want to be killian murphy yes go look at interviews with killian murphy yeah it's like you're mistaking the actor for the character in those situations like brad pitt you don't want to date brad pitt's fucking character in fight club that's like you don't want to date tyler
0: durden date brad
1: pitt (laughs) yeah exactly but people seem to make that mistake and be like, let's put,
0: like, Thomas Shelby as, like, this is the man you want to become. It's like, no, you want to yeah. become Gillian Murphy. Like, realistically, all you need to do is get in. They could just do the same thing, get interviews with Killian Murphy. Yeah. hmm Just get interviews where, you know, he's an actor, so he's had, like, you know, prep, like, training in how to, like, you know, like, just command a room and announce his presence and, you know, enunciate clearly and stand tall. Yeah. Like that's one thing. Like that's another bit. Another bit of advice people want, like confidence personnel. I like, take acting classes, or stand up classes, or improv classes. Any of those. Join like an amateur drama society. Just anything that requires you to learn how to like you know stand up straight, talk clearly to a crowd. That was my.
1: That was like my kind of first step to become a more confident person. Is I was super shy as a child. Like, I was out of like quite a large extent of family. I was like the quiet one. Mm-hmm. And then when I went to high school, I joined a youth theatre. And that's when I slowly started being able to, like, come out my shell. And it took me 10 years to do so overall. Like, but, you know, even even now I'm getting more confident in myself when I'm, like, 30 years old and stuff. Like, it's yeah. it's a never-ending process. But,
0: well, yeah, I talked about it with myself, didn't I? It's only very recently I've, learned, like, started looking at self-help stuff.
1: Yeah, to, definitely. To uh, help improve
0: like... my own, like, you know... Um, ability to communicate with others and express myself
1: yeah and like it's, it's a never-ending ongoing process it definitely is and i'm the same of like especially you know since this job and working from home and stuff like i've definitely made more of an attempt to like look into stuff like that and um it can be really helpful but yeah like definitely good a good start there is like maybe more that that's more confident side but like
0: yeah any anything... confident person has a personality that stands out mm-hmm it, it, they go hand in. They hand do hand go hand that, in. So. Hand. Yeah,
1: for sure. Um but yeah, it's definitely good a definitely a good point to to put out there of like something that can get you like talking in front of a crowd, something that can get you interacting with a lot of other people and like, you know, improv like acting and stuff like that. It's really helpful.
0: Yeah, well it reminds me a little bit. There's a a great thread on Reddit, um, which was a. Uh, like ladies have read it, has a man ever done something to you that immediately made you fall in love with them? Mm. Or, you know, be attracted to them. And it was a bunch of women telling stories about, you know, male friends they've had for years. And the one that sticks out in my mind is this girl's talking about, I'm probably like, you know, misremembering in some details, but my recollection is she went into a guy's room, she said she'd known him a decade, she walked into his room and she noticed like some handcuffs on his bed. Okay. You know, like embarrassing. And, like, you know, in that moment he could be embarrassed. Mm-hmm. And she was like, "Joe, like, what are those?" And he went, "Oh, you know, um, I'm into like, you know, BDSM. Let Mm -hmm. me show you." And he just pulled out all of his stuff, and like, um, just the lady said, the confidence he had in that moment had been completely Mm -hmm. unabashedly himself, and not hiding this part of his personality. Being like, "No, no, this is something that I'm into. I apologize, but you know, do you want to see? Are Are you curious about learning more about it?" And she said, "In that moment, I would have like let him do anything to me."
1: Yeah. Yeah, because fair. just
0: like, the sheer amount of confidence he had to just stand there and like be unabashedly completely himself.
1: I've seen quite a few of those, like you know, um, I don't like the videos, but I like in it gets into my brain of like, I want to know the answers that they say, but those ones okay. of like this person's a ten, but like you know, just interviewing random people on the street, and like every time it's like, oh, but like the man shows his emotions, the man like paints his nails, the man dyes his hair, yeah. and they're confident about it and, st- and like. Every time the ones like, then there are ten. There are ten because they're confident in themselves. And the guys are always like, What do you mean they're ten 10- they're painting their nails? That like, no. They're confident in their, their sexuality enough that they can paint their nails and not give a damn. That's ten. Yeah. And like it's so funny seeing like some of those responses where the guys are like, I didn't expect that and it's like, Oh yeah. But I will shout out as well, just a funny thing of seeing an interview clip of like Hugh Grant in like his sixties being like yeah, I've been into SNM for like fifteen years now. As long as you're safe, it's great. And the interview was like, the fuck just happened. <laughs> like, keep in
0: mind, Hugh Grant was very famously arrested for just picking up prostitutes in London. Oh,
1: was he? Right?
0: Okay. Yeah, he's one of those actors who got caught for that in the early days. Mm. And there's like a picture that went around recently. It's an old photo, but it's like just someone's like just brought it up from the depths of the internet. But like, I hope that this girl who had the balls to walk up to Zac Efron and Vanessa Hudgens ask for a, an autograph and a photo when they were in a sex shop buying dildos for Vanessa Hudgens' birthday is doing alright. And it's just like, all three of them are there, and you can clearly see the wall of dildos <laughs> and all the smiling <laughs> rhythms. And you know what? That's confidence. Yep.
1: Oh, there we go. So uh, That's confidence. I hope some of that, that, that as well be, answer... I hope, I hope it's helpful, helpful, yeah. But yeah, uh, We'll end with that, the wall of dildos. Why not? Um. So we've got a, a question here from Connor greetings to carl Hello. lucas um so this is like a two-part of a question i'll edit it down a little bit just for you know brevity's sake but um
0: okay truncate the question somewhat
1: just a little bit um go for it so one half, one and a half part question here first part is inquiring whether you have um, a familiarity with neil game and sandman and if you've watched the adaptation I've, Nope, i've not either um i've heard people talking about it but um it's on the list. Yeah, yeah. The list is ever growing. Exactly. Um, and there's more things being added to it every day. There's more One Piece I so think to watch. There um, is, yes. The second and the more pertinent is. part of the question, though, uh, that relates to, you know, the, the quote-unquote, like, woke casting. Okay. Uh, well, I've not seen anything about the so casting, a, so I hope they explain it. it they do. Uh, not for gender or racially modified characters, like Kirby, Howell Baptista's Death, who is amazing, or Jenna Coleman as Joanna rather than John. Um oh John Constantine. Um uh, but more Mason Alexander Park a non-binary individual, playing desire who is canonically fluid and literally whatever you want. Uh, all of that is just a random way to ask a question. Have you encountered similar like great casting choices that has been derided as like woke? And then just that you say, like, thank you for all your work and hope you're all finding like you know, opportunities to relax and enjoy yourself. Thank you, God.
0: Yeah. Um, I'm, like, a firm believer in... And this is one of those things where if you ask people who, like, use the term woke unironically when it comes to casting well, I just want the best person for the job to get the role. Mm-hmm. And in a lot of these cases, that's what's happening. Yes. I think there was one a while ago where they had a BBC period piece about, I think, Henry VIII. Mm-hmm. And one of the ladies they cast to play Anne Boleyn or something like that was Black. Yes. People complain, about, like, you're rewriting yeah, history. Yeah. It's like, no, it's an alternate telling. It's the story's like, she's just playing like, you know, a person from history, like, nothing about the characters, like, race matters to them. It's more about their standing and, like, you know, how they looked. Yeah. And this lady was the best for it. And there's very few cases of... And I think the uh, the thing that always gets thrown around is, like, could you cast, like, say, like Black Panther as a white person? It's like, for the most part, almost every white character ever written, them being white is incidental. Whereas usually, because, you know, the history of media has been so horribly... And terribly skewed towards the, the white male perspective. Nearly enough every character who does not fall into that definition was written specifically to be yeah um, uh, that race ethnicity creed. This uh, is uh, why for some
1: reasons like that's that's the like the answer behind the like kind of question that so many people ask of like well why when a character isn't a white man why is a woman's story got to be more entwined to the fact that she is a woman or why is like you know um someone who's a minority why is like the fact that they are a minority important and always spoken about in the stories that are being told and as you say generally because most media doesn't represent them so they want to insert more of like that representation within those stories that Mm -hmm. do get a chance to be told
0: yeah and i can't think of any off the top of my head, because like near enough every casting choice that I've derided as woke, I just look at it and go, that's an inspired casting choice.
1: That's as thing long is- as it's not
0: Chris Pratt or Tom Holland, yeah. i am happy. The ones that get me
1: is like the ones I can remember are being called woke recently. I haven't seen mm-hmm. the performances yet to tell you whether like I could tell you the performance was was great or not. So like okay. for example uh, the Lord of Rings like the Ring of Power that's, oh, they cast like some black. They cast black like, people. All black isn't? people are in Middle Earth, or um, God of War Ragnarok, when there's like, um, is it, like Loki's well. wife or something that ends up being like cast by um, is like cast a black woman or a young yeah. black lady or something, and it's like, again, people were just complaining that someone's black, and it's like, but how do you like? How do you
0: know how they're performing in the role again? Yeah, and it gets even more baffling when it's like myth yeah as well it's the field of who gives a fuck mm-hmm. like, even from history i don't care like i said that Amblin thing yeah of, like getting yeah, a, yeah. I mean, it might have been ambeline but i just remember they got a black actress to play like, a historical king or queen of england mm-hmm. and it's like oh, they're, they're rewriting history it's like they're literally not like history still happened this is just you know an act of playing that person yeah and if you ask those people like, no i just want the best person for the role i want to be played accurate it's like well it is the person, like, how do you know what happened in history? Like, were you there? So like, well, I definitely know they weren't black. It's like, but why does it matter that they are it's black? Like,
1: if you can find the like, you know, line in like the, the uh, Lord of the Rings or like the is it the Simurian,
0: the Similarion or whatever, so yeah. the
1: people will know if they're Lord of the Rings fans. Um, I'm not, you know, a massive Lord of the Rings person, but you can find mm-hmm. me the like paragraph that describes how like not one black person has ever existed within the entirety of Middle Earth, then maybe mm-hmm. we could have a conversation about that. But no, it's not. Like, I can almost guarantee, without even looking at the books, that there's nothing in there like that. It's just that and
0: those annoying fans like...
1: have decided, like, well, that's not how Lord of the Rings is. It's like, Did you even read the book, or are you just a person that like, watched the movie and went, oh, well, I've, I didn't see a black person in Peter Jackson's movies?
0: And it's also, as well, that thing of... Why like, is it it's an adapt? It's an adaptation. Mm-hmm. Why the like, fuck does it? it matter like, I want you have to adapt the source material exactly as it was written. It's like okay, so we get to make one thing. If that's the case, <laughs> then we make we should have made one movie of everything. Mm-hmm. We get one like play- you know what Macbeth one play, and we have got to record it, and then we're never allowed to adapt Macbeth ever again. Yep now that's the thing of, like, it's an adaptation of you can change things about it because otherwise you're just going to be telling the exact same story with the same people and like and I think you know it's fun yeah it's fun to put in like you know different perspective and put a different spin on it and just it's like yeah. you know letting a different artist cover a song it's like I always get asked like the Weezer cover of Africa it's like oh don't you like that it's like no because it sounds exactly like the Toto version uh, so those, why would I listen yeah. to it it's like it's the same song it just sounds worse yeah. Why, and then you go, but there's other versions like by like Quiet Drive or like other like metal bands, something, it sounds different. And you know what? I'm going to enjoy listening to that because it gives me a different like there's experience. So than, many,
1: especially Queen songs. There's so many Queen songs that got covered, and they just literally sound exactly like the Queen song, but worse.
0: But but worse. Yeah. Because it's not Freddie Mercury. Like, and I'm reminded of like how it's, it's casting choices,
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, the show She-Ra and the Princesses of Power. Ooh, yeah. Um, which uh, was very, very um, on the ball when it came to like these casting choices. And it has a very eclectic um, cast um, in regards to the casting choices and a very inspired one. So, for example, one of the main characters in it, Glimmer, is played by Karen Fukuhara. So oh, that's Kimiko, Kimiko yeah. from The Boys. Yes. Then you have a character. I'm going to just get their name here. We have uh, Double Trouble, okay. who in the series is... Um, a spy who does not identify by any gender because they can transform how they look. Do you know, like in the boys are that character uh, okay. who can be anyone or anything. Yeah.
1: I, I, that I thought by... like that double trouble was referenced to the fact that we were a spy. And I was
0: like, it's a real bad name for a spy, double trouble. It's like you can't well, give it away. And they're really good at it as taking yeah. they can transform. And um that character is played by a non-binary actor, Jacob Tobiah. Oh cool. And it's that's that sort of thing of like you know, we need... And that's the thing. When it comes to a character that embodies, like, you know, this trope, like maybe someone who, you know, is, you know, has that experience would be better to play this character. But just, like, I, there was a great quote from it's Noelle Stevenson, the showrunner, when they were asked, like, what does this show represent? the gay agenda. Oh, right. Okay, yeah. And, like, they said, like, there's almost no straight people working on this. And it's like, why? It's like, because when's the last time they had a show? Like, every other show is, like, run by straight white guys. Let's make one with, like, you know, um, everybody else. That's the thing, isn't the it? Show... Is, like, no one ever gets asked, why is
1: your crew all straight white dudes that are pushing the straight white man agenda, do they? Like, no one ever yeah. gets asked that. Well,
0: that's where you get Ruth Bader Ginsburg, when she was asked. Like, the only woman on the Supreme Court for, like, 30 fucking years. Mm. Like, how many women do you want on the Supreme Court? And she went, all of them. She, what? So I want everyone on the Supreme Court to be a woman. She went, don't you think that's a bit controversial it wasn't controversial and it was nothing but men for 50 years Mm -hmm. or there was a um, a Playboy weirdly like you Playboy reading it for the articles they did have some good articles like last thing I've
1: never ever read a Playboy in my life because I mean A it's not kind of my thing that I would read anyway but like B it's not really over here as much as I don't think it's as popular in the UK as far as I'm aware like I've heard that it was really well written articles and like good you know good reading
0: yeah. And many, many, yeah, many years ago, um, they published a story about a world where gay people were in charge and straight people were persecuted. And the amount of weird men who wrote in saying, this is terrible, you have to take this story down. That's unacceptable to talk about that kind of mistreatment of people. And Hugh Hefner just responded in like an editorial. Of like, if you think it's wrong to treat straight people like that, think about how gay people feel. Mm. That's literally how they're treated right now. Fuck you. Yeah. Fuck yeah. And he says they never put two and two together. So it's like, wait, what? It's yeah, like- what a great cast. That show is amazing. And like just some of you like Melissa Fumero's in it. Just like she's just randomly in the show for like one episode. It's like, fuck I'm yeah, Melissa let's Fumero.
1: go.
0: Um Amy Santiago from uh Brooklyn uh, 9 okay. Yeah. And you've got like Grady Lyle, so if you like Raven from Teen Titans. Oh nice,
1: yeah. That sounds And like
0: Sandra O. Cool oh. oh. And then my favourite where is there is Daniel Day Kim, fucking Daddy, let's go. <laughs> okay, the fire lord ozai fire lord ozai in the fucking house oh god yeah that sounds like
1: a a fun cast
0: yeah so i don't think we answered the question but it's one of those things that i don't even um, pay those people any money it's not worth... I, I
1: don't anyway but like one thing i will say is like um there's not necessarily like i don't know if woke was really used as much like a few years back. But there's Mm -hmm. been a lot of comments about the fact that like Chris Judge was Kratos and like Kratos is white. And he's like, hey, he wasn't even though he's even though he's not even like, you know, he's Greek who would he'd probably be at least a tanned man, like a a heavily tanned man. Um Mm -hmm. he wouldn't be as white as like the ashes that are embraced and on his skin make him look. And then um yeah like you, I don't know anyone in the right minds could say that Chris George wasn't a fucking incredible truce regardless.
0: Regardless yes, of what, well. like,
1: whether Kratos would be white or black underneath the ashes, I can't remember what his skin looked like. It was darker,
0: I remember. He's very, he's, yeah, he's very dark skin. Also, the previous voice actor of Kratos was also black. Yes, yeah. <laughs> but like, so, every time you have like, oh, Kratos is voiced by a black guy, it's like, he was originally. He's always the original voice-actor was a black dude.
1: <laughs> but yeah, like, it's incredible to like just think about how good Chris Judge is in that role and I was recently mm. um watching like a snippet where they were talking about like you know that moment in God of War and like how much just like between Corey Barlog and Chris Judge they just gave them so much like time and emptiness where he's going to like you know spoilers for God of War 2018 if anyone cares I'll yeah. give you a second but Four like years later. this is halfway through the story it's like It's a very, very iconic moment, but I wouldn't say it's like a shattering considering. I'm pretty sure it's like they've used spoilers for like, you know, this in Ragnarok Ragnarok trailers and stuff. But yeah, Kratos goes and gets like his Blades of Chaos back. And then I'm just showing it and talking about like getting Athena back in and getting the voice actress and like telling Mm -hmm. Chris Judge about like the journey that he had and just like the amount of just quiet emptiness in that scene of, like, travelling back to the house. Kratos mm-hmm. knows exactly what he's going to do and, like, then that moan of just, like, Athena being, like, oh, yeah, you're a monster. And he just, like, walks through, like, yeah, but I'm not your monster anymore. Yeah. Just, like, oh, dear God, like, if if anyone hasn't played the game, at least just go look up
0: that, like, 10-minute
1: yeah. sequence of, like, it is so well done.
0: and Yeah, and the direction was, it like- it So fucking well. He did, and that was what that's baffled me. Because I remember we talked about it, didn't we, where people complain of, like, "There's oh, there's a little black girl in the trailer for Ragnarok. It's like, you know Kratos is black, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, what? It's like, Yeah, he's only white because the ashes on his skin. He's dark-skinned underneath and has been voiced by a black guy for the entirety <laughs> of his time on screen. And that's why I don't think the argument's even worth having, because the people who would accuse a character or a casting choice of being woke don't even care. That's the thing. They don't care, and they're too stupid to realise that, like, you know, how... Pull their grasp of the media literacy is. It's like, all I want is more actors from more backgrounds to get more play. So we get a more varied mm-hmm. you know, landscape for cinema and media. Because there's nothing I call it like the Marvelization. And previously it was the Game of Thronesization of just like, remember when Game of Thrones was hot shit? And then all the blockbusters like for the next three years had Kit Harrington, um, the last who played Santa Stark. And Sophie Turner yeah all that. In. Sophie Turner in him Maisie Williams every single one Maisie Williams less yeah.
1: but you know still a couple and then Amelia um, Clark as well yeah
0: yeah and then you had like um, uh, Marvel movies and now every other blockbuster just has a Marvel movie actor in it no 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 it, no, no. it doesn't Marvel. it
1: doesn't have a Marvel actor in it it has Chris Pratt in it Carl we can... it has Chris Pratt in it or
0: it has Chris Hemsworth or Tom Holland uh,
1: yeah like that thing is Tom Holland and Chris Hemsworth are getting like a couple of roles but like Everything Chris is Pratt, Chris Pratt. Yeah. Mario is Chris Pratt. When Mario in the, is an animated movie of Mario, and they've still got like the man who's been voicing Mario for thirty years on like mm-hmm. on the movie. Yeah, it's not even movie. just that's like on we... payroll and Nintendo. He's still in the movie, and is that like, no, no? But we need the big names attached to it to make sure that we like, that, do. That that's the name. way that DreamWorks works. That's the way that um, Illumination works. Like,
0: yeah. I think Illumination and, and DreamWorks
1: work like, together. It's one. Illumination
0: who's working on it, right? yeah. The people and the Minions. And that's why it's so... Like, yeah. It's why I don't care. If, oh, it's woke up. It's like, but we're going to get more actors. We're going to get more experience. Mm-hmm. We're going to get better movies being told. So it's not going to be the same fucking story, the same 10 actors in it. And
1: that's the thing Surely that we can also, that. you know,
0: give Marvel some props for also
1: doing that at the same time. of like, more, Yeah, now putting... They in, like, are know, also CBU, bringing but. a lot of, like, diverse people and like you know say for example like having a black panther and shang chi not just like having um like asian or black roles in there it's like they're also making sure a lot of the cast and crew on mm-hmm. uh, you know are from those cultures as well and stuff and it's like they're making it a, a, a good move but like again we've spoke about this a lot it's taken that yeah. like you know it took 15 years. years of like putting white people at the front and putting like you know, you know, it started out what, like, Edward Norton and Robert Downey Jr. as being,
0: like, the main yeah. roles and stuff, yeah. But, so, yeah, I'm looking forward to just seeing a more varied and eclectic range of actors, actresses, and just, like, you know, voices in media. It can only be a good thing Yeah, to have sure. more people's stories being told, because it just means that I get a variety of content that I'm never going to, like, you know, consume, because there's just too much.
1: Uh, you know what I will consume, though, when they give me, like, a Miles Morales story that isn't animated like trust that your character is cool and like enough that he could get in the MCU
0: yep.
1: I wonder as well like with in terms of rights to Spider-Man if that would be a way to get around it I don't know if they have the rights to the Spider-Man universe or they have the rights to Peter Parker's Spider-Man. Sony character. owns that shit outright Yeah, Sony's never let that like, go well, not I couldn't remember. I'm not well informed in their contract enough to know whether like Miles Morales is a different character than Spider-Man, therefore, mm. like they'd be able to use him freely. Or I assume with like the fact that they've got to get consent for even using like Spider-Man villains and stuff. That yeah, it is just a blanket happening. everything Spider-Man related, or they only are. Um, you know,
0: initially from a Spider-Man comic kind of thing. Yeah, but we've talked about that before. Like, we have, yes. Yeah. It's the same thing with like the topic of woke casting or whatever so like I have it's not even worth it. like, if anything I'm more excited it's like wow I want I, do you know the joke they always make if they're going to cast like you know a black um, lesbian to play like um, uh, Abraham Lincoln or something like that it's like I want to see that movie yeah I wouldn't mind that's me that's me. I want to see that movie uh, do you know why because it'd be different it'd be interesting I want to see like what energy yeah like shifts, shifts so. when you have that casting choice
1: and Yeah, I'm all just down for more diverse and more different stories. And as you say, like generally speaking, anyone that's using the term woke either doesn't know, hasn't been using it long enough to know what people mean by that, or generally speaking, they just don't want to have a conversation. They're trying to shut people up.
0: That's the one. Yeah, They're not using it to start a conversation. They're using it to shut conversation down. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, but, and they know that they can call something that, and then just dismiss it and not talk about it. But then every time other people try and talk about it, they like insert themselves into it to try and shut the conversation down. Mm-hmm. And it's just, oh, and um, they're very tiring.
1: They are, but like, we've got another question here in regards to like, yes. you know stupid terms and phrases. Okay. Um, you know, woke being Lay one on of me. them. Um. Okay. This is from Chris. Just say evening lads with all talks about quiet quitting knocking about yes. over the recent weeks i saw someone on That's reddit comment that it should be termed acting your wage instead are there any other phrases you think could do with like a similar overhaul to the shift so shift the clear and obvious like you know recruitment management nonsense Th- doesn't have to be work related just generally anything like that you can think of just is there any kind of phrases that you think could be like reworded to to show the bullshit behind them essentially but
0: to more accurately reflect what the term or well, the classic one is Political correctness change political correctness to treating people with respect yeah and there's an amazing yeah. series of images you can find out there when that was like a chrome plugin and it was just like articles headlines with like you know political correctness replaced by treating people with respect and it's like is acknowledging people's pronouns treating people with respect gone crazy <laughs> and stuff like that and then the word woke should again just be treating people with respect or giving um uh, you know Minorities a chance to um, uh, engage with the media in which they like, consume.
1: I think, like, I, I think the thing that like maybe embodies woke a lot is like challenging norms. It's yeah. like it's not that it's like you know woke and it's oh it's all about like making sure the, the white men get pushed down. It's like no, it's challenging norms of like we just don't want to see the same shit and we don't want to see the world in the same way.
0: Like, That's a good one yeah so an example headline that i saw was um it was about you t- remember this one about the, t- the woke t-rex where they showed the t-rex as being um based on new evidence um a caring parent and it's like oh this new t-rex is woke like, is the new t-rex mm. woke it's like oh is the t- is the new t-rex as portrayed by the bbc challenging norms that works or the casting choice of, like there was a black lady in Um, the new Jurassic Park movie, and it's like, oh, this casting choice is well. It's like, is the casting of this black actress in Jurassic Park challenging Mm norms? That works. That's a strong one. So I
1: don't know that's that's a good good catch-all, but for what I could think of in my head just then, like...
0: Those, like, you know, those headlines and those takes from those guys... Of like Joe, you know, And that's the thing as well, because most people in response to seeing, like, you know, oh, a black person's in a movie or a gay person's voicing a character is, like, they'll just respond, woke, Yeah. and that's it. And that's their entire criticism. So they'll be quite good of, like, <laughs> oh, this movie has cast, you know, I don't know, like, a deaf actress, for example, in this role, woke. It's, like, challenging norms. That is. That's exactly what they're doing. <laughs> that's great feedback. That's a good I like that. Off the cuff as Thank well. You. Yeah, yeah. Like, that wasn't
1: me sitting there knowing the questions in advance. Like, that it was just... Having those two questions linked, just like put yeah. that in my head. Then that is casting, because that's uh, that's the the crux of this question, isn't it? Of like, yes. what are phrases that exist to try and like, as you said, either shut down to conversation or like to try and like, oh, turn turn the like the the point back around on the original person, like, yeah, and you know, yeah, like caring about other people is bad. Like okay. the whole quiet quitting thing is like well they throw the word quitting in as if it's a bad thing like make it like sound like a negative term immediately and it's like no what you're saying is like having acceptable boundaries and doing what mm-hmm. you're told as like again if you go above and beyond you should like be getting paid overtime or bonuses or, or acknowledged a- in some acknowledge or you know extra incentives or whatever it be but like I'm not saying there's not a place for overtime or um, you know, working harder for a or longer for a certain period of time to like, you know, get um get projects out the door. I know as a creative person that we do it all the time. Um mm-hmm. of like putting extra time and effort into something um to try and like hit deadlines and stuff. I'm not saying that like brief periods of like trying to crunch to get something done or something is not in any shape or form unacceptable
0: but when it's like you're not gonna get yeah you're not gonna live we don't live in a perfect world but that was not living in a perfect world doesn't mean we shouldn't and a lot of a lot of the time
1: as well when it especially when it comes to like our work is a lot of the time we're putting that extra time and effort into like create something better for ourselves like it's personal choice like oh i could file this video but like i remember one that was had me up until, like, five o'clock in the morning because of copyright issues, was that, like, just that simple, like, eight-minute video of, like, why you should watch one piece, but every time I'd edit, export, re-upload, get the process and done, get the checks done, a new clip that wasn't flagged previously would come up as flagged, and yeah. the video was completely blocked because it's, like, Funimation. Um, yeah, and this, yeah, there's reasons to do So, yeah, like, that was- I wanted to make sure, like, I u- was using Fun Clips in that video, but that was personal truth. like i could have just been like well i'm removing these clips and just putting out like something with an image in
0: the background instead mm-hmm. and it's yeah it's a, um, that's a a good one like the quiet quitting of just um, acceptable boundaries and the maybe someone who's listening to this who's got like the technical know-how can create like a chrome plugin that changes the word woke to challenging noise <laughs> like, because i would love to like scroll through the comments of youtube with that that's well,
1: the last thing isn't it if you could do like um Get like an article. We could test it out of like, is something... Wait, do to you know
0: what? Work. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to open up an incognito tab for this though. Yes, yeah. Because I don't want this. like. So let's have a look. So find I'm like an article.
1: Woke. And then you could do
0: like put a control F for woke and replace. And we're going to go for news. So here we go. So I've got some news headlines here. And uh, we have one here. Ron DeSantis declares war on woke. So Ron DeSantis declares war on challenging norms. Um, Florida, stop woke act blocked in court. So, Florida, stop challenging norms act blocked in court. <laughs> woke students will always find something to whinge about. So, we'd have to worry about that. But like, students who challenge norms will always find something to whinge about. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. I'm proud of that one.
1: Yeah, that works quite well from the time Yeah.
0: Election watchdogs turned a blind eye to voter fraud for fear of offending people who want to... Uh, challenging norm sensibilities. So it doesn't work for everything, but for the most part. Exactly.
1: Like, it's always going to be hard to find something that
0: works for, like, a catch-all to just, mm-hmm. you know, replace Saints Row, twenty. We have Forbes here. Saints Row 2022 review. Ain't, ain't woke needs fixing. Ain't challenging norms needs fixing. And to be fair, like, I think they're
1: saying, like, that game isn't, like... Woke in mm. the way that people were initially responding of like, oh well, those people that aren't like white dudes that are gangsters, that you know mm. like the saints were, like the saints were pretty That's much thing, just
0: like a bunch of regular the, looking dudes and like these the look- saints were always diverse. Those games all always- I never understood that yeah. the first game Johnny Gat is Asian, yeah, your leader yeah, yeah. is black. All of like the people in your crew are black, and then in the second game you can choose to play. As a trans character, and every single person in that universe never comments on it. Oh, right, okay. They all have the... Yeah, that's the thing. From the first game, you can only be a man. In the second game, even though it's canonically the same character, still uh, the boss, okay. you yeah. can um, choose to play as a man or a woman. And if you choose to play as a woman, the only thing anyone ever says is, oh, nice haircut. And that's the joke. The joke is that no one gives a shit. And in the third game, you can be anything...
1: You could deal with that better, but the fact that they... They just accept it
0: and move on, is like, yeah. Yeah. And that's the, that's the thing as well of all the people complaining about it. It's like Saints Row was always this. Yeah. Like, literally, the second game in the series allows you to play as a trans character and no one comments on it. Which means that the people complaining about it didn't play the game. Oh.
1: I've had to uh, mess around with that there. But I was going to. Oh, Maybe yeah, we have one.
0: Here. I'll, um, Lucas. How the police became the foot soldiers of woke. So how the police became the foot soldiers of challenging norms. And it's just about like there was a, a video going around the police dancing the Macarena. <laughs> Christianity told to bow to challenging norms. Oh, no. NHS blows a million pounds on challenging norms groups for staff. Um.
1: So, yeah, I was just going to say... I'm going to try and get up some questions for the post-show, but I can't. So the way that I've not popped out. You can't my find Discord. any. No, no, because I can't pop out my Discord or didn't earlier. And I now can't mess around with Discord on my PC. So I'm going to look on my phone. But um, I guess like we can leave the, the Q&A portion of like this <laughs> and move on to the, yeah, no, that that... the Q&A episode can finish so that we can go into a post-show of Q&A.
0: That's fair enough. Yeah, that was a good question. I like that, Luke. Because you've come up with a really strong one. That challenging norms. And as we say, it's never, it's never perfect. But I'm proud of that one. No, isn't it? Was, yeah, it's really good. And that's the thing as well. Just having that in your mind when you're looking at these headlines of it's woke to do this. It's like it's challenging norms. Yeah, you're right. It is. Yeah, <laughs> it's challenging norms. Yeah, it is. Yeah. But I did. I do a also like that, uh,
1: that comment about like, acting your wage. Like I do like that mm-hmm. for quite a quid, and it's like it's a good. Just one, yeah. it's a, again that thing of like turning like you know the whole quiet quitting is like turning
0: just doing your job into like a negative using it as a pejorative mm. yeah which is what woke is it's like you know turn or SJW back in the yeah, day of like, yeah so, you're a social justice warrior it's like how is it a bad thing to care about like the fact that thing.
1: social justice is in that term and you're using it yeah in a, I say, as a pejorative yeah like a negative term
0: these are the same people who like coined the term anti-antifa yeah <laughs> Yeah. So anti anti fascist. Yeah. It's like what? <laughs> like so that know, just critical thinking two, is not a skill uh, the, they have. You know the the normal
1: negative there. you just cancelled out. So what's anti anti for stand fascism?
0: Yeah, but they don't know anti no, exactly. for stand for. No, The context is completely divorced mm-hmm. from its meaning now.
1: Yeah.
0: We are. Uh, thank you, everyone. And Carl, do you have anything to yes. plug? Uh, just the event again right? check out the events page, the merch page and if people happen to be around on the 28th of August then let us know we'll be having a few pints yeah just a
1: few days away from now and we'll be in Sheffield as you say and like yes. um, maybe check out like our Discord in the link where we can give out details yes. there rather than like leaving the details in the description of a podcast
0: yeah because then like you know people will be, like months later like mm-hmm. when's this yeah but either way cheers everybody thank you very much